receiver um he doesn't he doesn't do many of those wild plays but he's always there he's a chain mover um you know he's he's always you can dig and dunk to him all you need to he was i'd say he was probably better in miami than he has been in cleveland um but regardless oh, yeah. he he's he's um he's he's keeping it up um he's a solid receiver i i'd have him i'd rather have him than a lot of players um just because he's he's reliable you know he's he hasn't been injured much in his career. He catches the ball when he needs to. He gets a lot of receptions. Um, he's not going to have those crazy big plays like some of these other wide receivers that are higher are going to have. But um, overall, I'm a big fan of Jarvis Landry's game. It's just it's just not you know top ten or anything. Yeah, that's completely fair. Um, for my, I know this is low, but just from the sample size that I've been able to watch. And I know that Tom Brady's got a ton of weapons here um, in Tampa Bay, but I have Chris Godwin here. Okay. And the, I'd say it's a tad low. It's a tad low. Um, But just kind of, as I said before, I think these guys that I've got right here around this 14 and I'd say even into my 10 now, um, are just all stellar wide receivers. Godwin, put him on any other team, he's a number one pretty much. Um, right. I would take Godwin in a heartbeat in Chicago. Um, but we've got this guy that's here in Chicago that I've got much higher, um, maybe too high because <laughs> I'm a ho- I'm going to homer this one. But Yeah, I, um, I bet you are. And, uh, yeah, I really haven't seen much of the Tampa Bay. So other than their other number one over here who I've got probably higher than most people do, but yeah, just, I don't, I haven't seen enough of Chris Godwin to really know how good Chris Godwin is. Yeah. Solid. Um, so now, um, I'm not going to say who they are, but now 14 through 12, I got a trio of NFC North receivers all from different teams. Um, we'll start off with my number 14 and that's Kenny Galladay. Um, I love Kenny Galladay. Um, he's a local boy. He went to Northern Illinois University. You yes, know, just, he did. Just a couple hours away from our alma mater, Illinois Go State. Go Huskies. Yes. Uh, they, they're a really, they, they, had a, they have a really solid football program up there. Um, uh, so I, I have Kenny Galladay right here. He's done some awesome things in Detroit, really stepping into – I'm not going to say that he's Megatron, but he's at least filling the shoes partially. You know, it's not – maybe maybe Megatron was a size 16 and this dude's a size 11. But he's 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 doing his best to be that huge big body player that um, can always be there for Matthew Stafford whenever he needs him to be. And uh, this last season in particular was a really solid breakout season for Kenny Galladay. Um, he's he asserted his dominance as the wide receiver one, the number one target for that team. Got himself his first Pro Bowl nod, and um, overall, I really like Kenny Galladay's game. Um, so yeah, I I have him right there at number fourteen. Yeah, for sure. Um, just I, I know I, know I had him. Super, I know lower. I had him super yeah. low. Yeah. Um, I just haven't seen Kenny Galladay at his best, I guess. So, for me, yeah, I have a question, Alex. Yeah. Um, when when you when you had said that he hadn't shown up against the Bears, is it possible you missed a a, a Bears Lions game this year? Um, 
It could have possibly um, been. I don't really remember the season very much at all. <laughs> well, uh, uh, there was, was there it was the one, one in November? Yes, there it was the one in November. Oh, I was at that one actually. Oh, uh, there were two in November actually. Uh, and, I think the tenth or something like that. Okay, you were at that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, the the one that you were not at, it was on the twenty eighth of November. He had one hundred fifty eight yards, Alex. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, but I, I just I, I had to I had to do a little look to see his game log because I wanted to see how he had done against the Bears. But uh, yeah, the the game you went to, he definitely got shut down. I will not lie. But um, the, like the, the second game, game there, this season. <laughs> the second game there, he kind of went off a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I have him high. I just I just wanted to poke a little fun. Right sure. There. Yeah, no problem, <laughs> man. Um, so. I like that you said you've got some of the NFC North receivers around this because I've got I've got the other two over okay. here, um, two of the three remaining ones for me over here. Um, my number thirteen is Devonte Adams. Oh man, yeah. I'll, I'll have Adams lower, and I I was on record saying this, I maybe a couple podcasts ago that I really think that Devonte Adams is a product of Aaron Rodgers. Um, I've I've never really thought Devontae Adams was overly spectacular of a receiver. Definitely in that top part of the league. But I don't think that I would put him in the top 10. He's definitely on that cusp of being in the top 10. Uh-huh. But, I mean, for being with Aaron Rodgers, my number five quarterback in the league. Um, so... I don't think that he's as great as everyone thinks he is. And maybe that's a homer pick, but I definitely think that um, the other NFC North receiver I've got is just a touch better than him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I have, a, I have a, like I said, I have another NFC North receiver right here. And um, I know you might not agree with Alex, but I have Allen Robinson right here at number, uh, number what am I at? at- 13. Uh, number 13. Yeah, I have Allen Robinson, and um, I oh. obviously think he's a great receiver. He's pre- This is pretty high. Um, I wouldn't put him in that top 10 class just yet. I, I really wanted to. Like, going into it, I had my thoughts of who I thought would be top 10 receivers in the NFL and who I thought wouldn't. Um, and Allen Robinson was certainly on my short list for players I could definitely see putting up there. Um, he missed the cut just by a few slots. Um, but I think he put together a really solid season this last year with kind of substandard quarterback play, um, which and that's something that he's been able to do time and time again, especially with Blake Bortles back in 2015 uh-huh. or 14, one of those years. Um, I think that's really solid. Um, but he he he's been injured here and there, you know. So um, I want to another season, top ten for sure. But his season was solid this year. But I, I want to see him do it again in consecutive years, which hasn't has yet to happen in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that I, I'm very partial to Allen Robinson. I really oh, like yeah, that. I really course. loved Allen right. Robinson when he was with the Jags. Right. Um, I was astounded when the Jags didn't resign Allen Robinson. Right. Um, I know that he was coming off an injury and that was a lot of concern but once we get to my Allen Robinson pick, I'll talk a little bit more about it. But I think it's justified to have him where he, you have him. Yeah. But, um, I mean, to say he's in the top half of the league is pretty damn good. So, right. Exciting um, for Bears fans, I'm 
Sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, my number 12 um, is my numbers were a little bit off, but um, so I'll put my 12 is a one, two. They're, they're the same. That way our numbers line right. up again. Right. I got you. Um, I got you. Is Brandon Cooks and Adam Thielen. Okay. Yeah. So Brandon Cooks, same reasons you had, um, you know, a couple of seasons ago, top eight, I would say. Yeah. Awesome Easy. player. Crazy um, speed threat, catches the balls. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when it was, I mean, he's been on a wild ride of a career so far. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll say. I forgot he was on the Texans for a bit yeah. until I was looking at some depth charts and just seeing where, and uh, yeah, Rams, Patriots, uh, Saints, Texans. I mean, yeah, he's been everywhere so far. And right. um, the further away from the Saints he goes, the worse he gets. Um, yeah. So I think he has potential to really succeed with um, Deshaun Watson. And I'm really excited to see what they do. And it, it's not a good replacement for DeAndre Hopkins because there's not one. But I think it has the potential to be not as steep of a drop-off as we think that it could be, um, especially when you still got Will Fuller and Kenny Stills there to take some of that pressure off of Brandon Cooks. When he was with the Patriots, he was expected to be the guy. And right, um, right. again, he had Michael Thomas alongside him. So he's not going to be the number one that we thought he was going to be, but he's still a very talented receiver. And I think definitely one of the top end receivers in the league. So I had him at 12 and then alongside Adam Thielen, because I think Adam Thielen's a ridiculously talented receiver. And I will not forget seeing that bears game where, you know, Adam Thielen and Kirk cousins were just not on the same page. And Kirk cousins was trying to tell Adam Thielen how to like, catch the ball or whatever. Yeah. You just saw him on the sidelines, like talking with each other. It looked like Kirk was trying to give him directions. And Thielen was just like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Like, literally what I'm, I'm Adam fucking Thielen. Like, um, let me do my job. You're throwing like just complete garbage right now. Right. Um, and I was, I was like, wow, Kirk cousins is really going to tell Adam Thielen how to play football. Um, <laughs> so I think Adam Thielen's just so good. Um, I've watched him, torment the bears for a long time it doesn't really matter what you do adam thielen's gonna be open and yeah i'm just glad we're not in that reality where laquan treadwell actually panned out and him and thielen are just this crazy one two combo so i'm glad that i live in the timeline that i do just because having adam thielen alone is hard enough i can't imagine them having um thielen digs and Laquan Treadwell. That would have been so scary. We'll see how he does without um, Stefan Diggs now, but it's Adam Thielen. He's going to find a way. I mean, the guy's ridiculous. So mm-hmm. that's my yeah. 12, Thielen and Cooks. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, sweet. I had Thielen at my number 12 as well. Um, I had really have nothing more to say than what you said. He's 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 an awesome player. An even better story. I'm sure everyone's heard it a million times. Um, but I, I love Adam Thielen's game. He he had record. He did, he broke records in 2018. Um, crazy season for him there. 
Um, really awesome, fun player to watch. Um, but yeah, Adam Thielen right there at 12. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, my number 11 was definitely higher than where you had him, but I had Jarvis Landry just outside of the top 10. Uh-huh. And I think, I think a lot of that is just the play of Jarvis Landry, the ghost of Jarvis Landry that I had him ranked higher. Um, I mean, obviously in Miami, Jarvis Landry was easily top 10, I think. And I would argue that his first season in Cleveland, he was top 10. He's taken just a little step back um, for some reason. And you would think with having OBJ in town that these guys would be, you know, just tearing it up. You've got two legitimate number one options here. Um, One of them's got to succeed and neither of them really had a very good season um which was really sad to see because i love baker mayfield i think baker mayfield's um one of my favorite personalities in the nfl so um i really wanted the browns to succeed i was drinking that that uh hype juice for the browns and a lot of that was just to see jarvis landry being able to be you know the wide receiver two that he was in LSU, which got him picked when he did. And we didn't get to see that. And it really sucked. But I love Jarvis Landry. I love what he does. I think he's one of the best route runners in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And um I mean he runs some pretty routes. So number eleven. Hate to see him outside of the top ten. Yeah. And here's a and here's a guy that um, I think I'm lower on than most, but I'm okay with that. Um, I think he's – I honestly think he's kind of overrated. Um, and that's uh, Stefan Diggs. Um, okay. I think, I, think he's a, I think he's a good wide receiver. I mean, obviously, I have him at number 11. But yeah. I, I don't see him as a top 10 receiver. Or, I mean, I've seen some things list him as a top 7 or 8 guy. Um, he just hasn't really – He's got the he's got he he's got all the parts to do it. Um, I mean he's and he's had some pretty good seasons, but he's never like done it all at the same time where he's a top ten receiver consistently. And um, I have him sitting right outside the top ten here. Sure. Um, I think I definitely think he could really be good for the growth of Josh Allen over there in Buffalo, having an awesome receiver yes, like sir. himself. But um, I just don't believe him to be a top ten receiver. I think that's totally fine. Um, I think that. You are spot on because I have him at number 10 for me. Sweet. So uh, for the same reasons that you said, I've a lot of people have always, I mean, I'm a Bears fan. So I see Vikings fans are always just riding that Diggs train. Um, and now that he's gone, they can't. But um, he's never been that great of a receiver for me. I think top 10, obviously, speaks very well of his game. And I think with Josh Allen, um, he finally has someone that can stretch the field. Kirk Cousins doesn't have an arm to stretch the field. So having Josh Allen will be beneficial for Stephon Diggs. And um, I don't really have much more to say about him. I think overrated is definitely the word that I would use for Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Um, Solid. Um, here's a guy that I have ranked um, higher than you did, not too much higher, but a decent amount higher. And um, I actually think he was the better receiver last year in Tampa Bay, and that's Chris Godwin. Um, 
I have him right here sitting at number 10. I absolutely think he's a top 10 receiver. He did some crazy things with Jameis Winston at quarterback last year. Um, I, I really do. I mean, I'll reiterate it. I think he was better than Mike Evans last year, and I think that's going to continue with Tom Brady. Um, I have Mike Evans okay. higher than Chris Godwin just because, um, I mean, Mike Evans has been really, really freaking good consistently for like the past five years. You know, he's honestly, Mike Evans has been pretty underrated by the national media in general. Oh, yeah. Um, but so I have him pretty high on my list because I think he is an exceptional player. But if we're taking last season only, Chris Godwin, um, he was just a better player. But um, mm-hmm. I absolutely think this next year with Brady, like they're both going to feast, obviously. But um, I, I have Chris Godwin sitting right there, number ten, with a high chance of moving up this next year because um, he's he's going to become a household name if he isn't already. Sure. Yeah, I think that my number nine is a little low, but um, I think that's because I have my number eight and maybe my number seven a little bit higher than I should. So uh, take that, take this number nine with a grain of salt. He very well could be number seven for me, but that's Amari Cooper. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have him close to there. Yeah. I really like Amari Cooper. Um, I think that he made Dak Prescott into a true franchise quarterback without Amari Cooper. I definitely don't think that Dak Prescott even has remotely the season that he does. Um, I mean, nothing against Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup is also a really good receiver. Crazy oh, yeah. good number two. Um, yeah. But adding Amari Cooper into that mix just made Dak Prescott just the field opens up. Uh, Amari Cooper warrants uh, being doubled. Amari Cooper is a legitimate threat on every single play that he's on the field. So, right. And I think that that's what you want from your number one receiver. And that's why he got the money. That's why he got the money before Dak. I think that you can maybe replace Dak Prescott, but you can't replace having a legitimate wide receiver one. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's an amazing, obviously a top 10 talent. He's been showing us that, um, for a minute here, but next up, um, I'm pretty low on this guy, but this is more of a, what have you done for me lately type deal? And, um, the type of game that he has, has been more consistently emulated by some of these players that I have higher on this list. You know, that run after catch ability, and that's Odell Beckham Jr. Um, okay. a, guy who, a guy who was obviously top five. If you were doing this two years ago, three years ago, he was easily top five, you know. And every list you saw, Odell Beckham Jr. right there with the likes of Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. Uh-huh. But um, it, I, I'm kind of in the mindset of what have you done for me lately? Um, you know, he, he was injured in 2017. Um, didn't have that amazing of a season um, in 2018 or in 2018 and 2019. It's the same thing. I mean, he got the thousand yard mark, um, and his run after catchability is still absolutely legendary. But um, there's a couple. There's one player in particular who I have above him, and when it comes to run after catch, he he's uh, he. I, you've already said his name, actually, Alex. But his run after catch ability has is is truly amazing and he's been doing it for really consistently the last three years better than odell has so we'll get to his name here pretty shortly um but yeah odell beckham jr number nine oh is it keenan allen okay anyway um (laughs) yes i was trying to i was trying to think of who who i said it is alex (laughs) um my number eight is my probably my favorite player on the Bears 
offensive side of the ball, Mr. Allen Robinson. Uh huh. Um, man, what can I say about Allen Robinson? Um, the guy was freaking amazing with Blake Bortles and Allen Hearns over there in Jacksonville when they were looking like they could be one of the best teams in the league. Um, Allen Rob, the Allenson bro or the Allen bros over there. Um, both of which were fantastic together. And clearly Allen Robinson ended up being the better of the Allen bros. Allen Hearns isn't really doing much anymore. Um, but I was so stoked to get Allen Robinson in Chicago in the, I just had this feeling there's no way that he can't come back from this injury that he had because the season before he got injured was fucking incredible. And he's uh, pre-injury. I would say he was definitely top 10. And then 2018 came around. Yeah, you see signs of it, um, but you can definitely tell that Allen Robinson is, you know, getting back to being Allen Robinson for this 2018 season. But the Bears were so good in 2018 that we didn't necessarily need Allen Robinson to be Allen Robinson for 2018. You know, Matt Nagy's magic was working and a bunch of other guys were coming together. Tariq Cohen had a great season. Uh, Jordan Howard was still um, a thousand yard rusher. There were so many different weapons that we didn't necessarily need Allen Robinson to be that fantastic receiver that we know he is but then 2019 rolls around and the bears offense just took a complete shit and um (laughs) the the single bright spot of that was alan robinson um what a season alan robinson had a crazy um pro bowl snub but only because the nfc is just so loaded at receiver um had he been an afc receiver yeah, Allen Robinson's definitely in the Pro Bowl. But unfortunately, you know, he's going up against Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen, Devontae Adams. I mean, all these just really, really good receivers in the NFC. And I think a lot of that is also um, the popularity stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Um, he's on the, he's a Bears receiver. No one really thinks of, you know, Bears receivers when they think really good receivers. But um, Allen Robinson, one of my favorite players ever um, for Chicago um, in the receiver position. Best one since Brandon Marshall, and it's not even close. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's, he's doing awesome things for your offense. Um, I will say it's a little bit of a homer juice, but, you know, that's that, oh, yeah. that's, uh, that's what I'll say. But um, right here at number eight, um, NFC North receiver for NFC North receiver. I have Devontae Adams. Um, I know you had him a fair amount lower, but this dude's an absolute red zone touchdown magnet. Um, I don't know what it is, but Rodgers loves throwing to him in the red zone. And it's not just Rodgers. He was catching a good amount of touchdowns from Brett Hundley as well back in 2017. And if you remember those days, um, but uh, I mean, this dude, he if if you're in the red zone, if you're throwing to him in the in the in, he's gonna get the touchdown. You know, he, uh-huh. he goes up there and gets it. He's been trying to climb his way into the top ten for some time, and I I really think he has. Um, I really like his game, and uh, I mean even even in uh in 2018, you know, Rogers only threw 25 touchdowns, 
And um, Devontae Adams caught over half of them. He had 13 yeah. touchdowns that season, and that's that's a little freaking crazy. You know what I mean? Um, and, I mean, like, I had Rodgers a little lower on my quarterback list, and I care to admit I've done a lot of self-reflection in the past couple weeks. Freaking hate. I've, I've had a lot of – I've done a lot of self-reflection, realizing <laughs> that maybe I'm not completely right. But um, I will stand by what I said about him not being as great the last two seasons. Sure. And, um, and especially in 2013, Devontae proved that he doesn't need MVP-level Aaron Rodgers. Um, he can still do it okay. with a really good Aaron Rodgers and get over half the touchdowns he throws, you know. Um, and that was a pretty bad season for him. Um, but Devontae Adams, I have him right here at number eight. Um, it's my eight pairing up there in, up there in uh, Packerland. So Devontae sure. Adams. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a good place for Devontae Adams. Um, I don't know for me personally, but – yeah, right. I mean, I could definitely be doing some self-reflection here, like you did, <laughs> and think, yeah. hmm, maybe I put Devontae Adams too, too low. Which, looking at the list, maybe I did. I would, I, you know, in fact, I'll admit it right here uh, live <laughs> that I will flip Devontae Adams and Jarvis Landry. Okay. Um, yeah. That's, so that's I'll move Devonte Adams into number eleven and Jarvis Landry down to number thirteen. I'll so take that. I'm uh, just wondering where you should put uh, Kenny Galladay because it certainly shouldn't be at thirty. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> number seven for me, and I think a lot of this is just going off of what he was, and just hoping that him and Joe Burrow can really just get the magic that him and Andy Dalton oh, had, and yeah. that is A.J. Green. That's right, A.J. Um, Green. I think that A.J. Green, when he was at his peak, you couldn't stop A.J. Green, and oh, Andy no. Dalton isn't even half the player that he is without A.J. Green. Right, and, absolutely not. Um, I mean, there was a reason A.J. Green was picked as high as he was. I think it was number seven. So um, coming out of Georgia, A.J. Green was already a monster. Um Unfortunately, Georgia could never win a championship with Matthew Stafford and AJ Green on the same team. Oh, I didn't even realize they're on a team together. That's pretty uh-huh. sick. That's yep. nasty. Yeah, and oh, never crap. won a national championship with that. That um, sucks. <laughs> big sad. So, um, being a Georgia Bulldogs fan, I love AJ Green, and yeah. I'm glad that AJ Green made the transition to the NFL in the way that he did. Um, you know, him and Julio are always, you know, compared next to each other. Same draft class. I'm 90% sure of that. Um, so, um, yeah, injuries just these past couple seasons have really held A.J. Green from continuing to be in that top five. It pains me to see him at number seven. And I'm not against you having him as low as you did at oh, all because yeah, I, yeah. he's um, he's not been on the field for the past couple of seasons. And, um, but when AJ Green was at his peak, man, there were, I'd argue maybe even that top three spot. Um, yeah, yeah. He's so, awesome. Yeah. AJ yeah, Green. He had, yeah. Really, really good player. Um, like seven, seven straight Pro Bowls. Um, something yeah, like that. Nuts. Really, yeah. Crazy player. Um, and I, I, I still do stand by putting him at 21, which seems oh, so yeah. low, but, um, it, you know, we, we looked at that a little differently. It's all, it's all objective, obviously. But, um, right here at number seven, I have a guy you had a couple spots ago, Amari Cooper, Dallas Cowboys, number one uh, sure. wide receiver. Um, 
his route running is is really really exceptional. Um, you just love to see it. Um, he's he's a really he's also a really um, flexible receiver. He can do a lot of different things very well, mm-hmm. and uh, that that's that's what's really important I think in being this sort of top ten wide receiver. And um, that's why I have Amari Cooper here at seven. Um, you know, I, I feel like Michael Gallup, he's more of that big-time X receiver, you know. You'll have him run in the main routes. But Amari Cooper can just move around in so many different ways yeah. and be successful in all of them. And um, that's why he's been so great in Dallas. Um, and he's going to continue to be great, especially with CeeDee Lamb coming to that offense. Oh. Um, it's it's actually disgusting. Oh. It's just actually disgusting. But um, I can't wait to see that in action. Um it, I, I just, I just can't wait. I don't know what else to say, but um, yeah, it, it's I got right there, Amari Cooper at number seven. Yeah, um, I think that I, you know, if I wasn't so nostalgic about AJ Green, that I would definitely have bumped him down, maybe to that number nine, and then, yeah. but um, yeah, Amari Cooper's awesome, and just already having pressure taken off of him because of Gallup and now having pressure taken off of him because of CD lamb too. It's insane what Dallas is going to be able to do. And with Prescott signing his franchise tag now, um, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. I've seen Shefty and Ian Rappaport saying that that's probably what's going to be happening. Um, This is his prove it year and boy, howdy, what a receiving core to have a prove it year. Um, my number six here is Odell Beckham. Mm -hmm. I just a little bit outside of that top five, uh, for similar reasons to what you were saying, just these past couple seasons, he hasn't been the OBJ of those later years in his giants career where, you know, he, there's no, no one's going to question if Odell Beckham has hands. I mean, his hands are ridiculous. He's going to catch damn near everything that's thrown his way but um he's just not the same odell beckham and which is strange because he has jarvis landry on the other side of him um i had both him and jarvis landry in fantasy football um this past season and i ended up dropping odell beckham and kept jarvis landry um Mm -hmm. and it ended up working out whoever would have thought that that Odell Beckham would be the one that I dropped instead of Jarvis Landry. So that speaks volumes of where the Browns were last year. Maybe, you know, him and Baker won't get it together. It's looking highly like that. But um, it's it's tough to see Odell just not being Odell. And um, who, in my mind, um, really filled that void of an AJ aging um Larry Fitzgerald for me, just these spectacular catches, just Eli Manning's throwing them up and Odell Beckham comes down with it. That's what Larry Fitzgerald did it earlier in his career. But um, yeah, OBJ just kind of fizzled out these past couple seasons. Yep, I, I definitely feel you there. And um, number six is the guy who I think's um, in a way kind of taken up his mantle as this guy who catches everything has amazing route running um, just in general. And I mean, I think it's Keenan Allen. Um, He's just been so consistently great at what he does. Well, Um, he catches, he has, he has one of the best catch percentages in the NFL. Um, His, his route running is, 
he's he's always open. You know, it like time after time he's oh, yeah. he's there and he's he can catch the ball. Um, and and with this aging, declining Philip Rivers, you know, it's, it's I'm not gonna say Philip Rivers is this horrible quarterback, but I mean, I mean, we saw when how we ranked him a couple weeks ago. He hasn't been that great recently, and um, he's still been playing just consistently great. You know, 1,400 uh, yards, 1,200 yards, 1,200 yards. He's just he's just there catching the ball when you need him to, getting that run after the catch. He's 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 always open. I I think Keenan Allen's a really underrated receiver, um, and I think he's just going he 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 finally kicked his injury bug, and I think he's just going to continue to be a really solid. Um, open receiver, you know, and um, I have him at number six, and maybe I got him a little high, but I think he deserves this respect on his name. So right there, Keenan Allen, number six. Yeah, I hope that he's finally kicked this injury bug because yeah. I really enjoy watching him play. Um, <laughs> I think he's 28 or something now. Yeah. So yeah. he's got a few years left um, to definitely kick that injury bug and become a force with Justin Herbert um, for a few years to come. So. Hopefully you're right, and he's sticking around that number six spot um, when we uh, do this next year. So my number five is Tyreek Hill. Solid. Um, I would love to put him higher. Yeah. But these next four coming up are just astronomically talented. That right. Tyreek Hill cannot get past that. Um even when he had Alex Smith, Tyreek Hill was fantastic. So right. we can't say Tyreek Hill's great because of Patrick Mahomes. No, Tyreek Hill's just great. Tyreek right. Hill is Period. the fastest man in the NFL. And I it's it, it amazes me how freaking fast Tyreek Hill is. And the I it's it's very reminiscent of Devin Hester. Mm-hmm. Just the way he can cut and just burn people. And, um, yeah, just crazy breakaway speed. If Tyreek Hill is open in the middle, you can expect him to just shoot right up the middle and he's gone. Um, there's nothing that can catch Tyreek Hill on the field. And just to have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes that has a ridiculous arm just makes Tyreek Hill that much more dangerous. So, um... I really love Tyreek Hill, but these other four coming up are just a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely hear you there. Um, um, but for number for number five, um, I have I do not have Tyreek. I have Mike Evans. Um, okay. I'll go into why I have Tyreek Hill, um, the spot above him. But um, – I mean, like I said um, when I was talking about Chris Quadron, Mike Evans is a is a really a phenomenal receiver. Um, he's been doing great things in Tampa these last five years, um, just really consistently solid, catching the balls. Kept, he's just a big body, fast guy. You know, he can really just do it all. You know, when it comes to being a receiver, and um, he's really fun to watch. So um, I, it's it's uh, it's hard to even say much about these guys because. These, at least these top five guys, because they're just all so stinking good in almost every aspect of the game, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But right here, Mike Evans at number five is who I have. Um, yeah, I think he he deserves this kind of respect. Yeah, absolutely. Mike Evans is my number four. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Mike Evans is probably the most underrated receiver in the game. 
Yeah. And that's not even close for me. No one ever talks about Mike Evans when they're talking about their top fives. I think that most people probably have him around 10. So I'm glad that we both have Mike Evans right there in the top five. Yeah. Um, he's up until when Chris Godwin came into town, um, Mike Evans was still doing what Mike Evans does. And he's easily just time after time again, he's in the top percentages for receivers every single year. And no one talks about him that way, probably just because he's on the Bucks. probably just because Jameis Winston was his quarterback. Um, the Bucks are perennial, you know, bottom dwellers. So Mike Evans never gets the respect just because his team that he's on has never been that good. And now that he has Tom Brady here, come on, man. Mike Evans is just going to wreck havoc over the league. And just uh, I'm so excited just to see who you cover. Are you going to cover Mike Evans? Are you going to cover Chris Godwin? Are you going to cover Cameron Brait? Are you going to cover Rob Gronkowski? I mean, uh, Tom Brady is loaded here. And even though he's not Tom Brady of old, these weapons, every time I look at it, I'm just dumbfounded with how much talent they've got. And at the top of that list is Mike Evans as far as talent goes. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. like Mike Evans, severely underrated guy. Um, and then we come here to my number four, who uh, we actually flip-flopped. I have Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, you know, as they say, you can't teach speed. And um, <laughs> when it first started, you know, it just seemed like Tyreek was – all he was was this, this speedy deep threat. Yeah. Um, but he's really blossomed into a complete receiver over the last few years. Um, he can, he, he can yeah. run the routes, you know. He can win some contested catches, even though he's kind of a little guy. You know, he's a he still has an absurd amount of 50 plus yard touchdowns. Don't get me wrong, but um, he's still just as fast as he ever has been. But he can do a lot more now. His route running savvy, his hands are solid, um, and he's he's really trying to buck that idea that he's just this fast guy. You know, his speed might be his number one quality, but he has all of these other also amazing qualities that really back up his speed that make him this amazing wide receiver and make him this perfect pairing for Patrick Mahomes and his cannon set for Mars. Um, so it's really awesome. I, I love Tyreek Hill um, as a player only. But, uh, yeah, I, I have him right there at number four. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I don't blame you at all. I think that um, any of these guys in the top five, if someone had him as their number one, eh, never mind. But um, <laughs> the top two, I would say, are definitely – um, without a doubt, one and two. I'm curious to see if we agree on that coming up. But my number three is Julio Jones. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So I would say any of these top three. Yeah, you can, I, I, you can I have his much. ABC for sure. Yeah. One ABC. Yeah. Um, Julio Jones is one of the best receivers the game has ever seen. Right. And, um, him and Matt Ryan have torn it up for years and Julio Jones, you know, doesn't get the touchdowns that others do. And I think a lot of times people just look at touchdowns, but Julio Jones yardage is just out the freaking roof. And, um, he's never really had anyone alongside him until Calvin Ridley came along. There's Mm -hmm. never been, you had, um, Roddy white, at the twilight yeah. of his career. Right. But um, other than that, 
Julio Jones has never really had anyone alongside of him, and he's continually double-covered and still gets crazy amounts of yards. He's still just time and time again, you know, um, in the conversation for the best receivers in the league. Um, You can't talk about receivers without talking about Julio Jones. Um, Just watching, just for the listeners, just go look up Julio Jones highlights, and you're going to be just dumbfounded every time you watch them. So... Julio Jones, one of my favorite players in the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like like Alex said, um, these I I really had these top three players as almost interchangeable. When I was deciding who I wanted to put in each slot, I had an argument for all of them to be in all of them. Um, but uh, my number three is DeAndre Hopkins. Um, like. I mean, this is literally by slivers of margins. Uh-huh. You know, this is this is by just the slightest amount of things. But the, my number one thing about DeAndre Hopkins is he's quarterback proof. Um, he has been great with almost any quarterback that he has played with. With the, te- I mean, the Texans have been so volatile with that quarterback position, but especially in these last three years when he's had Deshaun Watson, where he's had this top ten quarterback. He has shown out to be an incredibly amazing receiver. Just the way he's able to play this game, and um, he, you know, he he has amazing hands. He didn't he didn't drop any balls in 2018. It's insane, um, and he's able to do crazy things after the catch. He's able to make these moss-style catches over cornerbacks. But um, I have him at number three, and we'll go into that with um, with my rankings for the next two players. My number. Two is Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. So, again, I will continue to reiterate this. All three of these guys could easily be number one. And I right. also had um, arguments that for each of these guys. And Michael Thomas, um, without Drew Brees, was still Michael Thomas. Right. Um, he made Teddy Bridgewater into what people think is a franchise quarterback. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater got the big money because of Michael Thomas. Um, So Michael Thomas is just his rack is nuts. His uh, just catching traffic is nuts. His I mean, when you think of just the prototypical NFL receiver, it's Michael Thomas. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't even really know what I can say about Michael Thomas that hasn't been said. Michael Thomas is um, has some serious potential to be the greatest of all time, I think. Right, right. And we'll see if he can do that um, with whoever the quarterback is after Drew Brees. He's definitely been fortunate to have Drew Brees as his quarterback, but then without him, he's still the best receiver in the league statistically. So... Um, I think that, you know, a receiver getting offensive player of the year speaks volumes. So Right. Absolutely, dude. Um I had I had actually the uh the same player there at my number two, uh Michael Thomas. Um you said a lot okay. of what I wanted to say. Um but his the way he catches every single ball, you oh. know. Just I I don't know what to say. Like you said, he's a prototypical he's a prototypical wide receiver. He does everything and he does it all well. Um, he's he's a bit of a crybaby, but you know he's that's how it be with these some of these wide receivers or divas. 
Yep. Um, but I mean, Michael Thomas, I, he he could he's he'll probably be number one next year if he just keeps it up. You know, I I don't have much else to say. I mean, breaking the the receptions record all time, he's number one now. Always going to be in the record books. Um, offensive player of the year for wide receiver that hasn't happened in so many freaking years. Um, and yeah, that's that's what I got. I mean, um, I'm, I know this obviously means I have Julio Jones at my number one. So I'll just hop onto that really quick. Sure. It might seem like it might seem like an old school idea to have Julio Jones as your number one still, but um, like I said, these are I had arguments for all three, and it was really hard for me to end up going with Julio Jones for my number one. But the reason I did, um, well, like Alex said, he doesn't get all the touchdowns, which obviously is an important part of being receiver. But um, some of these catches that Julio Jones has done. Mm-hmm. are things that I have never seen any wide receiver do. Oh, yeah. Some of these toe-tap sideline catches over and over. It's not – It's not. they're not flukes. They're part of his game, and they're almost not part of anybody else's game where all of his weight except for 15 pounds of his feet are over the line, are over are over it. And, you know, and for, for all reasons, he should be out of bounds. But he's got, the, he's got those 10 toes in. And he just does that over and over. You know, it's just part of his game. And he just makes, like I said, he makes catches I haven't seen a receiver. I have not seen receivers make. And um, and he, he's continuing to make those catches. And um, that's why I have him at number one. I mean, I could make the same. I could make an argument for Michael Thomas being at number one. And DeAndre Hopkins being at number one. Easily. But um, I want to go with Julio Jones right there. Just, just for that reason, I think, outweighed my other reasons for the other number ones. Yeah, I mean, I love Julio Jones as well. And just I think some of the catches that Julio makes um, are better than Odell Beckham's right? Uh, easily. And people don't really talk about those, but OBJ gets the credit for all these toe taps and one-handed catches. But Julio Jones just has remarkable um, control of his body. But as far as receivers – that have control of their body and just do everything you could ever want. There's no one that I love more than DeAndre Hopkins. Uh-huh. Um I know we talked about some of the quarterbacks that he's had to play, but let me let me let me go through some of these quarterbacks he's had before Deshaun Watson for you. Um he's had Matt Schaub, Case Keenum, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Mallett, Brian Hoyer. T.J. Yates, Brandon Whedon, Brock Osweiler, and Tom Savage, and yes. a little bit of A.J. McCarron, and then Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So, some pretty trash quarterbacks there right. um, before good old Deshaun Watson came into town, and DeAndre Hopkins still put up astronomical numbers. Um, what DeAndre Hopkins does is just insane to me, and despite all those horrible quarterbacks, DeAndre Hopkins continued just season after season, kept the Texans in competitions. And um, now you put DeAndre Hopkins with um, this very talented Cardinals offense, um, Kyler Murray coming off of Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, He's got... um, Christian Kirk alongside of him now too. DeAndre Hopkins 
besides Will Fuller, who's injured half the time, hasn't really had another receiver alongside of him. And now he's got Christian Kirk to take some of that pressure off. So to, to say that DeAndre Hopkins is going to do big things in Arizona is an understatement. And I think we could see one of the greatest seasons that we've ever seen from a receiver out there in Arizona for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, everything that you said um, was also just spot on for DeAndre Hopkins. I think that um, all of these top three are easily one A, B, and C, like you said before. Right. But um, yeah, I just have this soft spot for DeAndre Hopkins and can't wait to see what he does in Arizona. Absolutely. And I feel you. He's going to do some awesome things in that Cliff Kingsbury offense. It's going to be an exciting year for him. So we definitely had a longer podcast for us this time around. Yeah, but, we did. Um, I mean, there's so much we can talk about with receivers. So right. um, I didn't really have anything else to talk about this week. Um, next week, we'll probably have another position breakdown. Maybe running backs, maybe offensive line, maybe moving on to some defense. Uh, we'll see where the wind takes us for this. Russell, you have any closing remarks for us? No, um, that's all. I, uh, nothing more than what you had to say, Alex. I'm really excited to get into maybe running backs or maybe some some defensive players in the, in the coming weeks, and then eventually get into uh, some maybe post or some preseason predictions for the year and everything along this uh, along that sort. But I um, hope everyone stays safe out there. Um, keep those masks on. Don't take them off yet. Um, and, and keep keep on keeping on, everybody. We know it's hard times, but hopefully, our fo- hopefully this football podcast gets you through a little bit of that. So this is Russell. And with my friend Alex, we'll be signing off. And we are not a normal football podcast. Thanks. Thanks.